Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. My name is Adrian Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan Bieber. We are two people who love Disney Parks and started this podcast because we know there are lots of other Disney Parks fans out there who, like us, aren't all perfect and PG-rated, and if that's you, then this is the show for you. Okay, now that that's out of the way. Let's find out what attraction we're going to be drinking this week. Do you want to do an overlay and change it to IP? It isn't Maelstrom anymore. Norway's out the door. It's like old Disney's gone away. There used to be a three-headed troll, and now there's not. Will somebody make them stop? Do you want to do an overlay? At least we don't have to watch Spirit of Norway. Okay, fine. (laughs) It's Frozen Ever After Week, everybody. And yes, that was the best name they could come up with for this ride. All right, let's gather some frozen facts and some cold drinks, and we'll be right back. Do you want to start drinking? I know that it is only noon, but we don't really have to go to work, and there is literally nothing else to do. I know this was a present, and I googled this wine, and it's only worth four bucks. Do you want to start drinking? Are you not thinking what I'm thinking? Not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two versions of Do You Want to Build a Slowman for the price of one. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want to do this ride until I heard your parody song, and now I am pumped. Okay, I'm so glad. Yeah, that was that took... excellent. Thank I'm, you. I am now excited for the first time ever about frozen ever after so now the frozen ride doesn't bother you anyway well i'm not gonna go that far but uh <laughs> but i am excited to do uh to drink about it that's yeah. what i'm excited about yeah and i'm gonna change it up this time because usually we'll do like fun facts but i want to spend that time talking about maelstrom because i think it's important <laughs> i think <laughs> that that's those are the fun facts of those world. are the fun <laughs> facts what it used to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so let's get right to drinking because I, I just, I can't wait. And these, both of these songs have gotten me pumped. So you can't talk about Frozen without having a Frozen drink. So get those blenders out, baby, because tonight we're making Frozen Hearts. Ooh. And you'll need one and a half ounces of raspberry vodka, which I'm sure everybody has on hand. Um, a half ounce of blue Caraco. How does that pronounce? Curacao. Curacao. Very yeah. wrong. Blue Curacao. It, it, it's spelt like, like Krakako or whatever, but it's... I thought it, was, it sounds like the name of an island. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It, it, it's, uh, it's, it's Curacao, though. Blue Curacao. Okay, Curacao. Uh, half ounce of blue Curacao, half ounce of orange juice, half ounce of lime juice, half ounce of sour mix. Combine all the ingredients in a blender and pulse until smooth. And pour the mix into a glass, or in our case, a mug, and garnish with some raspberries. Cheers. You're lucky that uh, I'm going to be drunk enough to not feel the bellyache that you're giving me with this. <laughs> Anytime I hear sour mix, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be hungover tonight. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cheers to you, Adrian. That's This is going to be delicious. Uh, mm. And thank you for giving me an excuse to break out my magic, my magic bullet. So 
Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Most people have magic bullets now, not blenders. I, I love a frozen drink. You know, whenever like a, a like a bartender or someone on a wait staff is like, "Do you want that frozen or on the rocks?" I'm like, "Frozen." I, it makes me feel like I'm on vacation. Yeah, I just tell them to bring the bring the umbrella. I want that umbrella. Yeah. I don't I don't care if it's frozen or not. Just give me that umbrella. What is that umbrella uh, protecting the drink from? Oh, you know, like seagull shit. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so what kind of mug are you drinking out of, Ryan? Today I'm drinking out of my uh, my Trident School Epcot, uh, which I thought was maybe a little bit appropriate for this. That's apropos, yeah. Yeah, back, back in the day when the, uh, the World Showcase had a Norway pavilion and not uh, Arendelle. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, this is New School Epcot we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, I am drinking out of a mug I got on Etsy, and it says some people are worth melting for. Melting for the classic Olaf line, and I bought it for myself. <laughs> so it's like Michael Scott buying the world's best boss mug <laughs> for himself. I feel like Olaf saying that is like the saddest thing ever. I, I feel like it's like borderline romantic, and it's like I don't get why he's saying it. To yeah, her. like who's he trying to fuck, Sven? <laughs> It's really, it's, it's, it's adorable. He's going to find a carrot somewhere that he wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. All right. So uh, these are just the beginning of all the frozen jokes. So we are talking today about frozen ever after. This is the uh, ride overlay that is in the Norway pavilion of the world showcase in Epcot in Orlando, Florida, and soon to be at Hong Kong, Disneyland, Tokyo, Disney sea and Walt Disney studio park in France. It was instituted on June 21st, 2016. This is a baby ride. This is a, um, a new, new little ride. Um, and it, the interesting thing about it, and it's the same thing when it was Malmstrom, very, very low ride capacity, 1,000 people per hour. So this thing always has a weight because people love Frozen, but also because it's 1,000 people per hour, which is really- I thought, like, I thought that was kind of okay, 1,000 people per hour. That's really low. Yeah, I mean, like, rides like Tower of Terror are close to 2,000 people per hour. Wow, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely not a people eater, that's for no. sure. No, slow, slow moving. And and also with this ride, like, they want you to be the only boat in a lot of the scenes. So it's like each scene goes through, like, the Olaf scene by itself. So it's like the boats go out, like, pretty slow, which contributes yeah. to 1,000 people per hour. I feel um, like that's so that, like, if you decide to slit your wrist halfway through this, it's like, no, you know, minimal... Uh, minimal like blood splash like they're not gonna affect somebody has a frozen heart (laughs) (laughs) yeah Olaf hasn't melted it yet (laughs) okay so what is this ride uh frozen ever after is a reverse log flume featuring scenes inspired by none other than frozen frozen 2 and the animated short frozen fever it replaced the former maelstrom attraction utilizing the same ride vehicles and a similar track layout the audio animatronics um, for this attraction feature improved improvements in facial animation that were first used on Seven Dwarves Mine Train. They were also, they are also the first ever all audio animatronics in a ride. Uh, previous ones were either using uh, pneumatics or hydraulics. Hmm. Uh, the story of this ride is that the Frozen Ever After is that Frozen Ever After is commemorating the anniversary of the day that Queen Elsa saved her sister, Princess Anna, with an unselfish act of true love, thus thawing a frozen heart and ending the eternal winter. To celebrate the event, Anna bestowed an official 
Summer Snow Day upon Arendelle, which, by the way, is what I think that the name of the ride should have been. Summer, frozen Summer Snow Day. Like, Oh, it's way better. I just can't handle Frozen Ever After. It seems so easy to me, the name. It, it's bothersome. It is. Well, it's bothersome. I don't know about it's easy, but it's bothersome. I mean, I, I've thought of that using Ever After after every single thing whenever I'm trying to be, like, sort of, like, you know, disney Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Princess so- Ever After. It should have been. Is it, it, is it fair been. to call that thing like an eternal snow? Like, weren't wasn't it like a week? Yeah, <laughs> it was just a couple of days. Good point. Yeah, it was like a week. Yeah, it's like calm it was, down. It's basically like, oh, it's snowing out. Shit, and then and then like, oh, we can't get fish because it's snowing, and then they were like, okay, well, let's go get my sister in the mountain, and then it's done. Right. This year in New York, it snowed in May. And yeah. we didn't like, you know, freak out and, and build a castle made of ice and say like, well, that's it. It's now we live in Winterland. I don't know. I, I feel like this whole year has been it's been an eternal an eternal ice ice castle in my brain and house. This is an eternal something, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So um, Elsa bestowed an official summer snow day upon Arendelle, inspiring the ride. So riders board a boat and sail off into a winter wonderland where they encounter Olaf and Sven greeting guests with a rendition of do you want to build a snowman and then riders ascend a lift towards elsa's ice palace when they reach the top they find olaf ice skating and singing for the first time in forever failing comically with the lyrics um guests soon pass a singing anna and Kristoff. the two gates open and guests see elsa who is singing let it go while conjuring ice the boats and riders Accelerate backwards down a small dip, passing images of Elsa creating the ice palace. And then guests encounter Marshmallow and the snow geese from Frozen Fever. At the, that's where, like, the big the big snowman is. Uh, the boat yeah, moves forward. Cool. I know you like him. The I boat like moves him. forward as Marshmallow spits out mist. Which, by the way, like, his name being Marshmallow, like, if he's a bad guy, is kind of like, okay. I don't think he's a bad guy, though. He's, like, kind of just, like, uh, Grumpy? what he is. He's just, like, what he is just angry at the world he's just like like a like a snow demon and like you know that's just what he is he's like there to protect a snow demon named marshmallow (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. uh riders then pass arendelle castle with fireworks bursting oh so the boat moves forward and marshmallow spits out mist passing through the mist and down a short drop and then um riders pass arendelle with fireworks bursting over top which i always love an indoor ride with fake fireworks and lastly, guests each greet Anna, Elsa, and Olaf as they're singing in summer and return to the village and disembark. So that's the ride. And then, and then you watch a movie about uh, about the oil spirit of Arendelle. About oil refinement in Arendelle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like the f- okay. So that's the ride about Frozen. And we normally talk about facts, but I think there's two things we've got to talk about here. First of all. We have to talk about Maelstrom because Absolutely. that is the that is the ride of our childhood, the real ride <laughs> that um, is was better because it was just you know a, a, actually an attraction based on the land. Now listen here, kiddies. Let me tell you about the old days when Norway <laughs> was a real pavilion. <laughs> they always freak me out when he says. You are not the. F- it was like he was almost like the original Gollum. He was like, "You are not the first to pass this way, and you shall not be the last." But he was lying because there was people that were the last, and it's over. Oh man, I know. So while many fans 
resisted the idea of fictional characters from a fictional kingdom invading the cultural and educational Norway pavilion like me. In the end, they had to let it go. But they, because on September 12th, Because Bob Iger told them to. <laughs> yeah, well, different person told them to. Tom Stodds. Oh. Um, on September 12th, 2014, Disney announced that the Maelstrom attraction would be replaced with the attraction based on Frozen, and Maelstrom's final day of operation was October 5th, 2014. Then Disney's COO, Tom Staggs, revealed that plans for a Frozen attraction were discussed prior to the film's release, but were accelerated, obviously, because of its worldwide phenomenon. Um, on responding to whether converting a portion of the Norway Pavilion to an attraction based on a fictional place was appropriate, Stag stated, quote, the goal, if the goal is to give people a taste of something like Scandinavia with the Norway Pavilion, then Frozen would only increase the extent to which people would be drawn to it. To me, it doesn't seem out of character at all, end quote. Uh, so basically, like, uh, Norway's not giving me money right now, so this will norway was completely not they were giving two hundred thousand dollars up until i think it was 2012 every year the norway government because they officially like lost all their sponsors years years and years ago but then the norway <laughs> government was giving two hundred thousand dollars every year and then they stopped in 2012 so the 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 pavilion had literally no sponsors so i guess disney was like look then we're gonna do disney to this pavilion why are we and, the, and then they were like oh it works let's do it to the entire park <laughs> every pavilion yeah. um but fans of maelstrom may nemo know... <laughs> what pavilion is nemo does he go to the uh, land. The oh he's, he's in the seas yeah yeah um he was the first he was the first ip to show his face his fins you mean <laughs> I mean, he's got a face as well, but yes. He does, yeah. Fish yeah. are faces. Uh, fortunately, there are a lot of Maelstrom remnants and tributes to dig up at the Norway Pavilion today. The exterior waterfall is still there. Um, the rock opening, which once allowed a peek inside the attraction, which I always loved, is now closed. You know, when you would see the boat come, into the, come to the opening above the waterfall? Yeah, that was amazing. It's gone. I know. Um, fans of Maelstrom may notice that the light on Odin's eye now shines behind Elsa's ice castle towards the start of the ride. Also, the ride scene featuring Elsa singing Let It Go. If you look up at the ceiling first, you can see the swirling light effect. It's the same that Maelstrom used that when the trolls sent the boats backwards. So that stayed in place. Also, the puffins uh, were from the original attraction are now have found their home in Arendelle. Uh, next door at Royal Summer House, uh, pay attention to one of the hanging tapestries that shows the Maelstrom trolls. And the swirling light effect still present in the attraction today. In the queue, tucked in the rafters of Oaken's tokens and sauna is a statue of a polar bear standing on its hind legs. It's an ode to the polar bear from Maelstrom, which stood in the same position. Um, and fun fact, I didn't know this. Maelstrom's original name was Sea Venture. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, the sign even appeared um, at the attraction's entrance when the pavilion was still under construction. But then right before they decided to change it to Maelstrom. And I saw the, like a, a picture of the old sign that said Sea Venture. It's, it's weird to see it. It feels weird. Sure. They had a sign and everything. So what were your, let's talk about your initial memories of Maelstrom. And then we'll so go. I remember, uh, I remember, you know, being, being at the hotel in Disney World and, and the, the channel that would like give like, I don't know, like little previews of all the different rides. Yeah. And they would just do like little snippets and they wouldn't tell you like what, uh, what these things were from. 
so there was like a preview that showed the trolls and they were looking all menacing and stuff. And you're like, where the hell is this thing? Because yeah, it's, you know, it Maelstrom was a weird, yeah. it was a weird little ride that was like kind of hidden away. And if you didn't know yeah. that there was a ride at Norway or whatever, you know, like back in, back in those days, like Disney had, like you could stumble on a ride. Yeah. There were you more know, surprises. Like, yeah. Like you would, you know, you walk into the land and you stumble on, you know, food rocks and, and like, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're listening to Peter Gabriel sing you, sing to you about <laughs> like, you know, how he wants to, uh, you know, be your lunch or whatever <laughs> so uh you would you would just have these like weird little easter moments eggs, I, yeah yeah these little easter eggs and i remember seeing that and the the vacuuming robot from horizons and being like where the hell are these things i right. need to find these things and you know and then you know I, I don't know if it was that year or years later or whatever but you know ended up on maelstrom and yeah it was uh not my favorite ride you know, it was kind of like a junky, junky ride as far as I was concerned. But, it, you know, it's got it. It had a lot of heart, you know, it had a lot of heart. That ride was such a favorite in my fam. This Maelstrom was such a huge favorite in my family. Like every single there was rarely a ride where every single one of us loved it. But we we didn't know it was called Maelstrom, obviously, like everyone called it the Norway ride. Uh-huh. And Every single one of us would be like, I can't wait to go on the Norway ride. Like, we just really? freaking loved it. Like, I, I don't know what it was. I think because it was like, it had a creepy element to it. And then it was like. I think it's because you're all was... blonde and tall and Scandinavian looking. <laughs> you're like, oh, these are my people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we found out, you know, we found out recently through uh, 23andMe that we are Scandinavian. Yeah, Never no knew shit. That. I could have fucking told you that. I didn't know. I you're was like, like six oh, feet tall German. and blonde. What'd you think you were? I don't know. I thought I was Aryan. <laughs> oh, Arendellian. Arendellian. Um, yeah, so we just loved it so much. And um, me and my sister were literally heartbroken when they announced Maelstrom was closing. I remember we went like a month before it was closing just to go there and ride it one last time because we were so heartbroken. And then we went to the gift shop and we're like, do you guys have any like merchandise that says Maelstrom? And like the, the cast member was like, we're just like, no. <laughs> get out of here <laughs> like, like it just looked at us like we were assholes <laughs> we were being emotional about maelstrom but i i really you well know now I mean? anything that closes and you can buy merch for like two years before and two years after so yeah i hear with splash mountain though like they're putting out you know the splash mountain merch like every day because it just keeps selling out because people are like i've got to get the splash mountain merch before it closes yeah um so so yeah, a huge fan of this ride. And then I remember when, the first time I went on on the new Frozen Ever After, I it had been like a couple months after it was open and all I heard was people loving this ride. They're like, it's so much better than Maelstrom. It's so much better. It's so much better. Um, so I think my bar was kind of high of like thinking it was going to be like fantastic. And then I went there and it was like, it was good. It's I mean, fine. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, you know, like I watch Frozen a lot now because I have a three-year-old nephew and he loves Frozen. This is his generation's Little Mermaid. So I watched a lot because of that. So it's like, if you're a Frozen fan, like you're going to freaking love this ride because it's the people that love Frozen love the songs. And this ride is like, it's like a, they even call it now a musical log flume. Yeah. Because it's just so heavily based on the songs. I think that like, you know, they, they like, did this overlay very very quickly in order to capitalize on 
all the the trending right that was happening yeah and i think that because of that they cheaped out in a couple spots where it's like just large it's almost like a universal ride where there's like you know so many big screens um and and you know like projections of elsa or i don't know which ones of which the ice one like you know singing a song and doing a thing and like where there's animatronics, they're cool. You know, like that first Olaf one, it's a cool animatronic. That I love that animatronic, but I'm not a fan of the projection animatronics. No, especially on this ride. Like at Seven Doors Mine Train, I think they do it more successfully. Um, yeah. Maybe it's like because they're like more cartoony faced or something. It, it no, works a little right. bit better. But yeah. uh, but here it's it's harsh and you can like see the line of the projection. Uh, that's what I, I stare at the jawline constantly. It's yeah. Like, their faces are so are so bright white and um and their bodies are like tan so um they yeah like their bodies are tan and and then there's this uh this issue with like um with the um like i I think that like this is like a thing of the past right so like if you look at the new images that are coming out for like the uh, the new Beauty and the Beast ride, for example, the, those animatronics look incredible, and like the faces are not projected on. They're like they're just so advanced that they look like moving cartoons, like moving computer yeah. animation. And so I think that Disney has already been like, eh, this doesn't really work the way we want it to work. So we're gonna you know move past this, and then this the new generation will uh you know have the the movement and the reactability that these projections were giving them and yet at the same time you know not have like these harsh uh light lines that are that are occurring so yeah i i don't like the and i feel like it's almost it cheapens the ride and those animatronics are so advanced that i'd rather have a regular animatronic when i see those i'm just like it looks badly done yeah, especially uh, it, it to me it reads the harshest at that last scene when the, I'm sorry they were doing the summer song. Is that what it was? Yeah, they're doing in summer. Yeah. Yeah. So that in summer. Yeah, I think that looks reads like bad. Shit. And that's the last thing you see, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Then uh, did right. the rest of them? Did the rest of them look this bad? I, like that's you know like that's where i automatically go you're also like very close to them I think that's what i was just gonna say you're like right up on them so it's like it's even more like i think that they should put a spotlight on them so the whole the, their whole bodies and everything just look like a little bit brighter i think it would take away from the like the the light of it i don't yeah I don't... maybe i mean like they're proje- they're definitely getting projected on from i think from afar I don't. I, maybe they're back projected. I can't remember if these ones are back projected or not. Like Madame Leota is back projected. There's like a mini projector inside the ball, right? And and it like projects onto a fake face. And that is done like pretty freaking well. And that was done in what the seventies. Unbelievable. Yeah. So like, um, you know, what's your fucking excuse, Frozen? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that they're aware that it looks so shitty, or they think it looks? They fun? have to be by now. I mean, like you know. Uh, we we are certainly not the only people that have this feeling about absolutely because so. everyone's we're all ten percent away from each other. So if we feel it, then most people feel it. Yeah, um, at least ten percent. <laughs> at least ten percent. Um, yeah. So that I mean, that's my initial feelings on this ride. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I uh, yeah. 
I think I think, it, I think that like it, you know it could be better. It it certainly could be worse. Um, I just think that they they sped through it. They went too quick to to try to capitalize, and they did. You know, like it, it was by it was like a huge success as far as rides go. It, it was still has it, a giant it still line. Is. Yeah, yeah, it still has a giant line. Um, All the way I, to China, Epcot's China, <laughs> China. Um, I think that if you use your fast pass on this and you've done it before, you're a damn fool. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I. I if I go on it though, it's there's only one time I went on it without a fast pass because I'm not waiting in one of those crazy lines. Uh, the trick is go first thing in the morning, enter at the international gateway. There's no it's the quickest way to it. You get in there, you make the you make the left and you just go. And it's it's the you can the, get on it. The real pro move the real pro move is uh is to get breakfast reservations in France. Yes. So like that's only a couple. Uh, I think it's like what three, three countries away. Yeah, four countries away, something like that. France is right and, by the international gateway. Yeah, yeah, right by the international gateway. You get a dope breakfast, and you're in the park an hour before it opens, and that way you can be there at at opening. Yeah. All right, so um, Ryan, are you ready to drink this ride? I have been ready to get drunk on this ride. <laughs> Since it opened. Okay. I hope you all at home are ready to drink this ride because that's what we're here to do. Uh, We're going to play a little game that we've called Drink That Ride, and we want you to play along at home. It's basically a drink the difference game. We're going to rank the rides through a series of technical and fun rounds and drink the point difference that we give each ride. For example, if a category is worth five points and you give the ride three in that quarter category, you drink two, uh, two sips or two seconds, the shittier the ride, the drunker you get. Uh, the categories, we start with the technical categories, are Q for five points, length of ride for five points, thrill for five points. Uh, then we have immersion, that's sight, sounds, and ride vehicle for 10 points. And that's the end of our technical rounds. Then we move on to the fun round, the round where we find out if Disney did their job and gave us a good time. That is also 25 points. It's usually a game changer. 50 total points up for grab, 50 total sips possible. Let's drink this ride. Probable. <laughs> so we start at the start, and that is the queue. And this ride's queue is pretty friggin' good. Uh, you enter where you start seeing, like, advertisements for the winter festival, which, again, it's a summer snow day. Uh, they're all along the queue. And then you travel through Wandering Oaken's trading, po- trading post and sauna, where you find Oaken in the sauna waving to you, which is pretty cool. And yeah. the whole, and if that area of the queue looks familiar, it's because when you were on the Maelstrom ride and you got off where it was like that, like it looked like that old fishing village, that's now the area that the queue is. So the ride, the ride track, the the start and the end points were changed, and that area right there is where that fishing village used to be in the Maelstrom ride. Yeah, because I guess you're now able to like leave through where the theater was. Yeah, they, so they took down the theater, they cut it down to yeah. make uh, space for more that, scenes. We need to talk about that for a second. Yeah. Before we get started on the game. We keep mentioning the, the spirit of Norway, we haven't talked about it. So, after at the end of Norway, at, at the end of Maelstrom, you'd yeah. get off your boat, and you'd be ushered into a uh, a little, not that little, of a theater. And I can't, I don't think that they had any seats. Did so, it, seats? it was all connecting seats. They had backs. 
they were like wood backs that that kind of went upwards kind of like a wine glass and they were just rows of them all the seats the the seats themselves were connected yeah and and if you didn't know what was happening yeah you got trapped in that room because they were five closed minutes. doors yeah it felt like an eternity <laughs> it was it was like this it was the reason that Norway was giving them $200,000 a year. Was Can you force people to listen to this spiel about Norway? Yeah, and the... So, it's actually... I watched it recently. It's on YouTube. So, if you want to if you, if you do something later on for to bore yourself to sleep, you can... Yeah, once do, we get you drunk, do you, if you, you want to... Go on YouTube and put in this, the Spirit of Norway uh, video. And it's basically like, you know, just trying to get you to go to Norway. But People then caught on that you could just walk through the rows and walk directly out the door, which you had to do. If you ever sat through that twice, then I don't want to know you as a person. Yeah, pro move. Get the hell out of that room. <laughs> yeah, so luckily there's no there's no um, promotional video at the end of, of this because Arendelle does not exist. We are. Can, not... you believe, can you imagine what it would be like? It would just be like, Frozen 3 coming to theaters in 2024. I always thought that would be the funniest troll of... If they did that, if they kept the theater, but it was a promotional video for Arendelle, but you got to watch this like cute five minute tourist video on this fake place, like an Olaf, like an Olaf short, but an Olaf with... short, but they're like trying to like sell Arendelle to you. You know that's actually uh, pretty good. I know. I thought I was like I I wanted to. I thought about it when it when they were doing this. I'm like I want to write into somebody. I should have. If I knew this this COO at that time, I would have told him. But that would have been funny, and I think that people would have stayed and watched it. They could have made it really funny and cute. Yeah, yeah. Olaf gets pulled away. Then Sven is leading you on the tour of yeah. uh, you know, the Arendelle drilling rigs. It could have been called the Spirit of Arendelle. It would have been really funny. That would have been. Uh, that that's a great idea. They should have done that. Thank you. I'll save it for when I'm an Imagineer someday when I'm 105. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, the queue, as you were saying, queue is really great. It's really cute in there. There's hanging lanterns. The one thing is, is like if, 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 and it usually is, it's busy. It's very loud in there because the queue starts to snake a little bit in the beginning before you get to go through the scenes. It's just this big room with with snaking queue, and it is loud as af, and it wraps back around. So where the boats are getting on is sort of at at the front. Yeah, they, they do like a real tricky thing where you walk in and you're like, oh, cool, the, the, the line is so are right short. There. Yeah, no, it's not. But all well, in all, they did a go, good go job. Go say hi to Wandering Oaken. I mean, if you remember the Maelstrom queue, that was literally like green walls and then you got to the big mural. Do you remember the but mural? But that big mural was the bomb. It was, that big mural was awesome. It was amazing. I, I really hope that they preserve that mural some way because that i love that mural yeah that mural was that viking like looking to the side i I don't know that's all that was to that queue that's it that that mural was the spirit of norway like it had like all the elements (laughs) that mural is like when you started to smell the water smell like when you got to the mural it was like oh the disney water smell is coming i'm in a dingy place (laughs) um so but what would you give the queue (laughs) for frozen ever after i mean uh I'll go first if you'd like. I don't think it's a the best queue ever, but I don't think it's a bad queue. I don't think this is where this ride fa- fails. I think it's actually one of the most successful elements, and I would give this queue a four. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty close with you. I do think that it's it's pretty well done. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a uh, 
I'm going to give it a f- uh, like three and a half. So I guess I'm giving it a four. You got to round up. All right. Gotta round up. Ty goes to the ride. Ty goes to the ride. I hope you guys one sip do- each. That's all we get. If this fucking ride does well because of our stupid ranking system, I'm going to be so <laughs> upset. Oh no, Ryan! You have to trust the ranking system. It all oh, we My have ass. a great neutralizer <laughs> coming at the end. Okay. Oh, it sure does. <laughs> so, length of ride. Um, what do you think the length of this ride is before I tell you what it actually is? I think that it's two minutes and 32 seconds. See, I this is exactly why I asked you that, because this ride has a weird thing of feeling very short, but it's actually a five-minute ride. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that includes, like, your grandma loading in and, like, taking her time? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But it's a five-minute ride, and in Maelstrom was as well. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's surprising, and um, uh, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like a very it feels short, very quick. It's one yeah. of those things, kind of like Navi River Journey, where you kind of feel like you waited a long time for some for a boat ride that was over in snap. But Navi River Journey is only like I think a minute and thirty seconds. I wonder if it's because uh, Disney boat rides tend to be very lengthy there's some great ones that are very lengthy yeah yeah so you kind of like expect it yeah but just you like know. you you get the feeling like even like uh you know even the mexican the uh three caballeros like it's it's still like a pretty long it's still like a pretty long what is it i'm sorry the, is it river tiempo no what is no, it? no no it's the grand fiesta tour starring grand three fiesta tour thank you yeah so, the, uh, the old one was the tiempo del rio <laughs> yeah um, and even that one, you know, like it feels pretty long. Yeah. And I think that one's also shorter than this one, which is weird. So it's a five minute ride. Um, I think because it feels shorter, something about that kind of bothers me. Like, is it lacking in some way? Is it just like, you're just kind of like, I don't know. It's lacking for sure. It's it's definitely lacking. I don't know if it's like that the songs uh the songs like switch too quickly or something. Yeah. And that that's that's why it feels so short, but it feels like way too short. And for me, length of ride is a two. I'm gonna give it a three. So I will drink two, you drink three. We got it. Oh yeah. Okay, now we go on to thrill level. <laughs> Um, like I said, this is a reverse log flume dark ride with one 28 foot drop. That's 28 feet. Yeah, but it's not straight down. It's it's curved drop. <laughs> oh, big time. <laughs> yeah. So when you say 28 feet drop, it sounds like it's a lot. It's a lot more, but it's actually because it's a drop in slow ascending drop. <laughs> um, well, I guess like if you're if you're like a uh, there's is there a height uh, height restriction on this? No height restrictions, no age restrictions. A baby can yeah. go on this. So so if you're if you're a young child, then that's probably a pretty thrilling. You know, you can't go on Splash Mountain, and this is sort of you know like your first step to something like that. Maybe Pirates. I guess Pirates has like probably a, a very similar drop. Um, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find Disneyland. out eventually when we do it. What, yeah. How many feet that is, but it can't be that much more than twenty-eight. No, and this uh, one feels. I mean, also to the reverse log flume thing is very interesting for a log flume. I don't know if I'm. I was trying to think about this. If I've ever gone on, if there's ever been an, I've been on another reverse log flume. What's like? What's reverse about it? 
You go backwards. Well, like only for a portion of it. Yeah, but I have you been on any log flumes where they've gone backwards? Uh, this one, I suppose. <laughs> I guess I guess this is it. Like I find that really interesting. But you don't go down the big drop backwards, do you? No, but you are. You you are. It, there's a little drop. That's part of the ascension. Like you're not yeah. dropping, but you're you're slowly going heading down. Yes. So I'm um, so I, I mean, but like I said, this is not. Also, I think this ride was scarier, obviously, because of the trolls and everything, and like the monsters and different things when it was Maelstrom. And when it was Maelstrom, it went a little faster. Yeah. Also, I found out too, I watched a couple of uh, archive videos on Maelstrom, and when it was initially made, it had waves in it and different, like they had, they wanted to recreate the storm. Like, you know, that part where they have the, yeah, yeah, those like, what are those things that were out in the water? The, um, the oil rigs the oil rigs they wanted it to like be like it was a storm so there was like waves and it was like pretty rough of a ride but they had to tone it down because testers were getting sick (laughs) (laughs) so but this ride they even slowed it down even further which might be why it's five minutes maybe maybe maelstrom was only four um so it's not very thrilling because you got to think about the story the story is so happy there's like that one i guess you could think that marshmallow is like the one like scary thing and he's not even scary no he's awesome um so what would you give this on thrill level out of a possible five points uh you know i guess um if we're not counting like the the projected faces which are pretty scary um yeah, I think it's probably two. It's got to be a two out of five for me. Like it's yeah, it it's not a one. one. It's not it's not a the Grand Fiesta tour. You know, there is a little there's a moment. You you get a moment. <laughs> yeah, you get like a woo. Yeah. Um, but you would never be like, oh, I need a thrill. Let's go on Frozen Ever After. <laughs> um, it is the most currently the most thrilling ride though in the World Showcase. Well, no, maybe maybe the Canada. Um, show. Yeah, or like anything else. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna also give it a two. You know what? I'm I'm so like I was kind of like a two and a half, so I think I have to give it a three only because Ty goes to the ride. So I'm gonna give it a three. Ty goes to the ride. Bring it up. I got three drinks. You get two. Okay, and this is the last of our, um. Our technical categories, this is immersion. We got sight sounds and ride vehicle. Um, I didn't mention this when I mentioned the things being left over from Maelstrom, but this ride uses the same ride vehicles used in Maelstrom, which is pretty cool. Um, They are Viking boats, more accurately known as long ships, a type of Scandinavian warship. Um, And while there are no new songs in this attraction, some of the original songs have revised lyrics written by the original composers and sung by the original cast, which is pretty cool. Um, I think this ride is, you know, the thing is, is like, I feel like when I was thinking about this, I'm like, there's, this is a catch 22 (laughs) because if this was the frozen ride in fantasy land, I would say that this is very immersive, but this is a ride based on a non real place in a pavilion that is not the, is based on a real place. So it's like, is it immersive? Because it's like, it's actually what it is, is completely unimmersive. It's not, Maelstrom was immersive. 
Is Frozen Ever After immersive as a ride? Yes. Sort as, of. As a... I don't even know a, that it's immersive as a ride, though. Like, I think you it's know, pretty... you have, I don't know. You have a million different, like, projections. You're not, like, the storytelling is not there. It's only about, you know, hearing this, hearing these little snippets of a song. And there's, like, you know, throughout it, it's just on projections. I remember when this first came out, everybody was like, wait till you see the Olaf animatronic. Yeah. It's going to blow your fucking brains. Yeah. And, you know, you get there and you're like, well, it's okay. And then, like, he's covered in, like, cheap felt you can get at, like, Michael's Craft Store. And yeah. it's kind of like, oh, it's, like, sparkly felt. And, and you can actually see, like, his neck, like, the little space in his, like, neck and his body. You're just kind of like, this is what's blowing everyone's mind. I think they like the fluid motion of him, like, skating back and forth. But then I was like, I could do that. Like, if I put my phone on, an, on a pair of roller skates and shot it across the room like it would look like wow look at the fluid motion of this of this thing that she's doing it's not yes. i agree with that i think it's immersive for the fact that the cue feel the cue area is very immersive and then like i said before i think that if you're a fan of this movie you're probably a fan of the songs and you're getting all the song you're not getting any like new song that you're gonna be like oh what is like if there was a new song in here i would think it was annoying there was a song made just for the ride. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like it's like a going to see the Rolling Stones and then playing their new hits. Like I'm I'm glad that they played the old hits. Um do do does it make sense that Frozen would be a boat ride because there's really like not a lot of boats in the real movie? No, but they couldn't make an ice ride, I don't think. I mean their parents died on a boat. That counts for something. Yeah, and like the their boats are frozen in the water. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, so immersion, like, I'm, I'm so torn here, which I feel like makes me think, like, you know, I would think, like, five and a half. So I'm going to give it a six. All right. I'm going right down the middle at five. So okay. we're, we're, we're pretty close. Cheers. I'll drink four. Cheers. You drink five. Five. Johnny, five. We didn't mention something, Ryan, that this ride was actually the ride that we did our test episode on. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's so true. So we were sitting in a bar drinking. That's we out of like, character. And we were like <laughs> talking about Disney because that happens a lot. That's out of character too. And uh, <laughs> and we had been, you know, kind of like spitballing for years. Like, oh, we should do a podcast because Adrian had done uh, several podcasts and and, uh, and YouTube channels and such before. And, uh, and you know, having somebody to talk to about Disney, you're like, and, and knowing that people love this stuff and want to hear about it. Yeah. You're like, okay, well we can put a, a, a fun spin on this. And there's not too many people that are doing it for like an adult audience. And, yeah. and so we were like, but how would it work? Uh, would we even be entertaining? And we decided right there in the bar, well, let's just pick, let's pick like the worst <laughs> ride we can think of right now and do it and see if it's entertaining to us. And if it's entertaining to us, then we'll do it. And I remember and, we just kind of had a very flowing conversation about this ride. Yeah. For maybe like a half hour, 45 minutes. And it was such an enjoyable conversation that we were like, okay, let's do it. And then that's where we came up with our rating system that would be fair for every ride. Yeah. I literally like wrote it up on a, on a napkin. napkin you drew our logo on a napkin too. 
yeah that's true i did yeah at, at that same bar yeah and i was like i can do this in photoshop i'll be back <laughs> so yeah the, this 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 ride we've already talked about which is interesting i wonder uh, how different i wish that we had recorded that in some form because i wonder how different it is i think it know. would be probably a lot looser i think we get a little more technical now that we've like we've researched these rides now and nerd yeah. out a little bit even more on them yeah i think that we definitely didn't talk as much about maelstrom because no. we didn't, yeah, we didn't have like the, the you know, the background info the same yeah. way. It was just memories. So I couldn't not talk about Maelstrom here because I just, I no, feel it's like way it's, better. <laughs> it's way better. It should have. Okay. So Ryan, why don't you tell us where we're at at the end of the technical um, categories? All right. So uh, out of, uh, currently we're out of 25 with the, the fun category coming up as the, the last 25. And we are at 14.5. So 15. Uh, I scored it at 13. You scored it at 16. 14 and 16 it's at right now. Yep. So we have a total of 14.5. Wouldn't 14 and 16 make it 15? Nope. 13 and 16. Oh, you're you're at 13? Yeah. Fuck this ride. Cold hearted. <laughs> I don't think it's going to do much better for you in the next category, which is our fun category. And what, we're, what we want to do here at home is think about like when you get off of this ride after you see those two horrible animatronics um, with the weird light faces is did you have a good time are you are you singing are you singing let it go as you skip over to the next pavilion which is the mexico pavilion which is better um of <laughs> a pavilion um are you having you know are you having fun so wait are they right next to each other i think so right you pass like that little. Is, is this like? Uh, where's Why my am map? I blanking? It's either Where Germany or Norway. Um, <laughs> I think they're they're on the same side. I know that for sure. They are. I, I either they're right next to each other or they're one away. Yeah. I think they are next to each other though. Norway isn't an opening day pavilion. No. It it, it came in. I think the park opened in eighty one, or eighty two. Eighty two. And it came in eighty eight. <clears throat> okay. Um. Okay, so Ryan, <laughs> I think you should go first, and I feel like we should end on a better note. Um, on a on a possible twenty five sips of your frozen heart beverage, <laughs> how many do you think this ride is worth? <laughs> so I'm torn because you know I do have a heart, and sometimes it likes to whistle to let it go. <laughs> so so like you know am i gonna walk off this ride being like pissed no like we've said it before like you know there's, there's nothing i hate in disney world there's no ride that i'm like but like, i'm never doing this again like i'm not coming back here yeah. uh yeah waiting in line for this i would be furious um and i don't think i would ever do it but you know you hop off of it and go to a better ride and i'm probably i'm i'm probably at like i'm gonna say i'm at an 11 an 11 yeah so like that's you being nice you feel like huh that's you being nice too you said you're you're going i was gonna be i was gonna be at 10 (laughs) i felt good about 10 (laughs) and then like you're talking about like skipping with songs in your head songs in your heart and I would probably do a little bit of of heart songs, so it gets a point. 
So it's at 11 now. It's slightly less than halfway for me uh, in the fun category. Yeah. Um, I love myself a Disney boat ride, especially one where I get the bromine smell and I get it here. Um, I like all the songs that are in this ride. And like I said, I have a nephew that um, likes this, all these songs. And uh, I, I can't wait to ride it with him. I haven't ridden it with him yet. Um, but when I come off of this ride, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty in a pretty good mood. I think it's cute. I think it's a cute ride. And I think that they rushed it. I think you're hundred percent right on that. They could, there are pieces of it where I'm like, it could just be so much better, but I, I'm going to give it a 16 on fun. 16. All right. Yeah. So, um, I will drink nine. Um, I'm just going to continue drinking until the end of the show. (laughs) Yeah. So you, you drink and, and add up stuff and you can give us our score. I'll say to everybody at home that our current, uh, race to see what the most, um, undrinkable ride at Disney world is, is found that tower of terror has a 48.5. That is still the high score. And the low score is still the lowly railroad pulling up poor, the caboose. The poor, poor railroad. <laughs> um, so where does this one fit, Ryan? So after all five rounds, I've scored it a total of 24 out of 50 points. Adrian, you've scored it a total of 32 out of 50 points, giving it a grand total uh, combined score of 28 out of 50. Wow, that's low. I mean, I, eh. I mean you think... Eh. It made it over halfway. Okay. That's where it belongs. All right. 28 points. All right. Please let us know at home because I know that this ride is beloved. Um, It's a polarizing, it's a polarizing ride for sure. Yeah. I'm curious to see where other people fall because I, I, I'm, I feel like we're probably a little low. I feel like this ride could have broken 30, um, but. Well, you broke 30 with it. I'm just the heart. I'm the, the, you know, the frozen the frozen heart yeah, bastard thing kept it low. Yeah, yeah. I um, knew what I was. I knew what was going on before this. Before this episode even started, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to let her talk me into it." You talked me into a couple points. I'll give you that. That's I got fine. one extra point. I got yeah. an eleven. No, you, I threw out. Threw out you. I, I didn't. Although I was not mentioning it, threw out you. Convinced me a, a few times. Okay. Like a four for the queue. A four for the queue out of five. That's crazy talk. But. It earned it. It earned it. Fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ryan, how drunk are you on a scale of Olaf to Oaken? I'd say I'm an Elsa because I'm about to set off an eternal winter if I have another one of these frozen drinks. I think I think I'm a Sven in this ride when his tongue is stuck to that pole and those two <laughs> assholes are sitting there flirting with each other instead of helping out Sven. <laughs> Poor Sven is just sitting there with his tongue frozen to that fucking pole like the kid from uh, from A Christmas Story. And and these people are just like, they're just flirting with one another. You're so right. Oh my god, I'll never look at that scene the same again. Poor Sven. <laughs> it's like and his he's sitting, owner. And he's sitting like... down, like, his balls are going to get frozen to that stupid fucking ice castle too. So, this is, it's all bad. It's all bad news for him. <laughs> Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> um, Ryan, I don't feel like I need to ask you this, but is this ride a must-do for you? It sure is. <laughs> it's... <laughs> All right, it, for me, it's not a must-do, but it's a probably-do. Like, I'm, if I'm going to Epcot, I'm probably going to do it. 
you know, I mean, there's there's not a ton that is ride wise in Epcot. Um, you know, you can certainly hit everything up in a day, and there's no reason why this shouldn't be part of your day in Epcot. It is, uh, you know, enjoyable. You know, yeah, I mean, Epcot's so. got three boat rides for a park that doesn't have a lot of rides, which is, yeah. you know, like pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, and one of the boat rides is not the one where you're under the sea which is odd. Right. There's no boat ride in the seas pavilion, but the land and Mexico and Norway boat rides, raining boat rides. Um, What is the longest amount of time you'd wait for this ride? Um, Probably like 15, maybe, I guess. Oof, you're never getting that. (laughs) You're never getting a 15 minute wait. Yeah. So, (laughs) so never, I would wait 30 minutes for this ride. I think that that's, that's fair. So, um, no, this ride did not um, beat out Tower of Terror. I don't think we thought it was going to, but it did beat the railroad. So it's it's uh, it's middling, just like a lot of, of, of our other favorites. And it's it's beaten quite a lot. It beat more than it should have, if you ask me. Oh, boy. Our, you know, our forefathers. Sven, <laughs> I, I liked you better when your tongue was stuck to that pole and you couldn't say anything. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's our show. Um the Dark Ride is presented by Drunk Distory and is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can always pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and review, or just telling a Disney Parks-loving friend to listen. Email us questions or shout-outs at drunkdistory at gmail.com. And please follow our Instagram for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distory, D-R-U-N-K-D-I-S-T-O-R-Y. We're doing Disney memes and Disney news. It's really fun and kind of dark, just like the dark ride. As always, thank you for playing along and drinking these rides with us. Cheers. And the bank bill with no credit card, no cash, money with the bank rates like telling me to let it go. With the pain so cold like the white snow. Even if I had to roll with a gun in the backseat, low when I shoot shoot five bullets in the back. See the brain hurts like mine blow. Pain hurts like my soul. And you gotta knock hard like ice cold. So we were you when I was lying in the bed, dying, trying to figure out why I'm lying in the bed, crying, huh? Now I'm in the back trying to end mine, huh? Do I really wanna end mine, huh? Probably looking at everybody else in the shop to the side in the back, in the middle myself. Don't run away, don't go away, don't leave, don't run and please don't.